0: Oh, man.
1: we play hard to get females get jealous okay smarty go to a party girls are scantily clad of showing body a chick walks by you wish she could sex her but you're standing on the wall like he was poindexter next day's function high class luncheon food is served in your stone cold munching music comes on people start to dance but then you ate so much you nearly split your pants a girl starts walking guys start gawking sits down next to you and starts talking says she want to dance because she likes to groove so come on fat so and just bust. Someone could cure your lonely condition. Looking for love in all the wrong places. No fine girls, just ugly faces. From frustration, first inclination is to become a monk and leave the situation. But every dark tunnel has a lighter hope. So don't hang yourself with a celibate rope. New movies showing, so you're going. Could care less about the five you're blowing. Theater gets dark to start the show then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row she's dressed in the yellow she says hello come sit next to me you fine fellow you run over there without a second to lose and what comes next hey bust the move So that I brother with the money can be that man. So on the beach you're strolling, real high rolling. Everything you have is yours and not stolen. A girl runs up with something to prove.
2: Down and down.
3: Black, black plastic muni radio fm
1: bench the monkey chased the weasel the monkey thought was all in fun pop goes the weasel i've no time to wait to sigh no time to wheedle only time to say goodbye pop goes the weasel all around the chicken cooper ran the little weasel the monkey thought he had him when pop
3: to
4: to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl.
5: Hi, Carl. Hi, hey, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. It's been a full to- week.
4: It's been a full week. here. It's another Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 o'clock Carl time, uh, New Jersey time, uh, here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream all every Sunday at 2 p.m., And you can check us out by going to mutinyradio.fm, and and you'll find a uh, listen now button. You can press it and a Sunday at two, you can listen to us now. Maybe you want to check out our archives. Well, you could just go, we're listed. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube and you can find all our episodes from the last five years. Man, uh, we do it every Sunday and we also, you should check out the lineup on uh, Mutiny Radio while you're on their site. Uh, What's really happening with Luke uh, Sayers before us. We love that show. And we also love a lot of other great shows, including Monday and Fridays. They have live stand-up comedy, open mics, and showcases. You can listen to it. You can subscribe to their podcast. You could also go to the station, and uh, it is compliant, and uh, check out the show. Also, Carl, I should say we're a podcast. Mm -hmm. We're L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's unique enough.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: And you can find us on Apple (laughs) iTunes, Apple iTunes, not Microsoft iTunes. I don't want to confuse anybody. And while you're there, don't leave leave a review. Remember that? Leave a review on iTunes is very important. It's really important to leave a review on iTunes. Oh, oh, damn. Listen, don't have my brother be the only one who left a comment about our uh, our show.
5: (laughs) Did you go to proudly resents and leave a comment?
4: I I might have back in the day <laughs> my brother's podcast. This is a great show. Have you ever done that, Carl, as a performer? Uh, left a good compliment about a show and on, on Yelp or something like <laughs> Scotty's was- is such a great showcase. I really love the hose. Oh, if I could only fuck that guy. What's his name?
5: Carl. Good idea. I should sign do it. not Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Very suspicious.
4: <laughs> well, you can always Literally. tell that you you would look at these services and they'll say like. Oh, this is such a great showcase. It's San Francisco's finest. And it's signed San Francisco comic.
5: <laughs> Danny Deutchy.
4: <laughs> oh, I love Danny Deutschy It's so great. Signed Mike Spiegelman.
5: <laughs> signed Hatch.
4: Hatch. Oh, well, I think that's all the comedians we know for San Francisco. We're going to go ahead. And uh, so we're very excited. We are going to, as our acronym uh, describes, going to watch a full-length movie with you on YouTube uh, in its entirety. And we're really excited because it's January 2022 mm-hmm. and the new year has started. And every year now, uh, movies become public domain from 75 years ago. And that's 1926. So we're making a big assumption. We're ass- assuming this movie is available. I can make my own DVD copy and sell it to you, Carl. And there's nothing this guy can do about it. <laughs> that's so, right, cop. Yeah, copper. So I we're going to watch
5: eyeballing me, cop.
4: Hey, buddy, I'm here. You were selling Ulysses by James Joyce. Joke's on you, copper. It's been in public domain for two years. (laughs)
5: Uh,
4: Now, so I think Finnegan's Wake is now in the public domain, huh?
0: Google it!
4: Google it. Or, no, go to MikeSpiegelman.com and order your own copy of Mike Spiegelman edition of the Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. (laughs) I edited it (laughs) Right, fool's luck. So, uh, last week, uh, we watched the general from us yeah. now in the public domain what a great movie what a great chaotic villain. movie great research uh this week I, uh today's episode i'm going to uh present hosts uh i did some research on a, on a movie an hour-long movie and carl also uh did some research on a 15-minute short but don't worry these are both comedies both stars of the day uh, Carl, what is our movie, our feature-length movie? Okay, today? the
5: first one we will watch is Tramp, comma Tramp, comma Tramp, and the that's what you put in YouTube search engine. Tramp, comma Tramp, comma Tramp. Yes, you can copy paste. I don't know why you even asked that. Of course you can. It's not my yeah. call. Am it's I working f- your keyboard? What's the channel what? like?
4: Well, I, I have to say there's very few pleasures in my life like typing the word Tramp three times manually three times in a row. The channel is Cinemax 24K oh cinemax yeah. huh 24k K. whoa that's six times yeah. more than regular cinemax 4k cinemax 4k so go ahead type in as carl said tramp comma tramp comma tramp nineteen twenty-six. you uh, know 83. i have
5: typed that so often that i just bought myself one of those tramp stamps
4: oh yeah it makes it a lot quicker
5: tramp tramp, tramp. We got the tr- Enter.
4: We got the tramp stamp joke out even before this movie happened. Uh, So we want you to go ahead and find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer bar to the far most left position. Just move it to the left. And then uh, at the count of go, we go ahead and click the uh, play button and watch the movie with us. We don't do the countdown. We have a celebrity comedian countdown. Carl had the opportunity to talk about him. We're going to hear a little about the performer. And then that that celebrity comedian will do the countdown. Carl, take it away. Welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with special host, Mike Spiegelman. Hi, how are you? I'm really excited. Our special comedian countdown is not from New Jersey. He's here in Los Angeles. Miguel Fierro, welcome to the show.
6: What's up, Mike?
4: Hey, it's good to hear from... Uh, Miguel and I, are we've known each other for like 15 years at least, at least.
6: A l- longer than that, I think, actually, since probably about 2002. Yeah, that's right. Oh, something like that.
4: Yeah holy shit so this we are in 2022 right now so about 20 <laughs> years uh we so let me let me uh, just introduce you uh miguel fierro is a really funny comedian uh here in los angeles he was part of the san francisco scene uh back in the day and he's also a single cell orchestra let's let the cat out of the bag probably one of the great uh, ambient house bands uh, out there Uh, and actually, you know, I just want to say like, when I started doing comedy in San Francisco, there was a club called cat's grill on Folsom and, uh, Mimi Gonzalez had women with balls and they let me perform. And it was right before the ambient night at cat's grill. So the back room would have like balloons and inflatable pyramids. And then, uh, they would have DJs play. It was amazing.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I remember they used to do it. Yeah. They used to do an ambient thing back there. I can't remember what it was called, but I'm, I do. I think I've, I think I actually played it like a long time ago um, at the Cat Club, yeah.
4: Yeah, the Cat Club, right, Cat Club, and then it became Cat's Grill, and now it's uh, an empty space probably. No, it's pro- <laughs> I think, maybe a condo. Uh, but let's, uh, so you started with music first or stand-up? Music,
6: yeah, yeah, since I was a kid, really. And uh, now you, you were born in San Francisco, right? Native? I, I was literally born in San Francisco, yeah, on Geary Street at a French hospital. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I was raised in Marin County and then I moved back to the city, you know, when I was older.
4: yeah. Oh, terrific. Yeah. And so you were part of that San Francisco, like the 90s. I love ambient house music. It saved my life. I just love listening to it and go to sleep to it and just kind of intensely listen to it and, and just dance to it and everything. And it was a good scene that you were part of, you know, Jonas Sharp, I guess. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I had a Charles Iselle Edwards album he did on Facts, which was pretty mm-hmm. neat
6: yeah yeah i'm still friends with i still talk to jonah i mean i still keep in touch with him yeah he uh, yeah great guy huge influence and uh you know we just love to talk shop and all kinds of other stuff we've known him. been friends for a long time so yeah
4: you know see, influence i have to say the dead dead event uh, seven is like one of my favorite albums and I, like an idiot i sold it back in the when i was burning through cds and uh, i've always regretted that
6: I'll send you a new one. I, I have, I have some.
4: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. It's, uh, it's, I listen to it on uh, YouTube occasionally and, uh, I don't think it's in the right order, but, uh, it's just, it's amazing stuff. So if people are listening, single cell orchestra, don't let the pun bother you. You listen to 808 state, you can listen to single cell orchestra, uh, and dead vault. And then you had a freaky chakra album. That was pretty cool.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Freaky chakra versus single cell orchestra, uh, on Astroworks, uh, yeah. We used to play live together, Dom and I, and uh, yeah, so they, you know, it, it was fun and we got a good response, toured with Moby, a bunch of people. And so they decided to do an album and uh, yeah, so that's the album we put out. Uh, yeah.
4: It's really good. Now, so where, where did you perform live in San Francisco?
6: I mean, all over the place. The biggest one was at the Warfield, you know, that was, you know, uh, that was opening up for Moby uh, and wow, that, that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it- I mean, you know, clubs raves i mean warehouses you name it so i
4: saw uh Mixmaster morris and pete namlook perform at a uh, king street garage at like three in the morning it was the start time
6: yeah i was there I, I you was were there. yeah i was there oh my
4: god what it mean? Amazing- i woke up i woke up to the to namlook's music and i got his album of that performance and i could tell you exactly when i woke up when i listened to that album
6: yeah, poor yeah. Uh, Namlook unfortunately passed away, but uh, Mixmaster Morris he's still doing his thing. You know, he's still is still still uh, DJing. He's got he, if you go on uh, what is that that Mixcloud thing? He's, he's like he's got a million mixes up there. So definitely check that out.
4: I'll ch- I'll check it out for sure. I heard a recent album of his, and I really I really he still has it. Uh, we should mention you're you're on Bandcamp, you're on Spotify, you are on Amazon Music.
6: Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Single yeah. Cell Orchestra. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff up there. And, you know, my band camp is under my name. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, all, pretty much everything else is up there, Seldom Records, so, yeah.
4: And that's C-L-L-D-O-M, because God forbid we'd need another pun.
6: C-E-L-L-D-O-M, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very cool. So, at one point, why
4: did you go from music to stand-up? What was the uh, – do you – do? You, I mean, can you tell me, like, how do you approach the audiences when you do music and do stand-up?
6: Um, well, with, what happened was, was that, you know, I – I think in you know my mid twenties, I sort of just burned out on trying to be like a, a rock star musician guy, and uh, and so I got into acting because I just was following my passions, and uh, and then that led to stand up, uh, and then this, and then actually the real catalyst for stand up was somehow nine eleven. I think that was the thing where I was like I'd been booked to do something kind of like a spoken word thing for like the rave crowd, and nine eleven happened, and I just came up with all this. It's just, you know, all this reaction of, you know, of just trying to find a way to have a good time and all that just depressing stuff. And, uh, and so, so yeah, the stand-up came out of it. And then it was just, you know, and then I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with stand-up. It's just, you know, the, the freedom and the and the the whole thing of just, you know, making people laugh, having a good time. I mean, I just always, you know, I used to love to sit in the back of the punchline and just and just you know, watch everybody, you and, you know, the whole, the whole crew. That was a long you're, you're, time you're, ago. You're like, a, you're like a class above me, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, and, if I
4: was, if I was at the punchline, that was a long time ago.
6: Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a, it was a very long time ago. And, uh, and it just, I just remember always feeling like, you know, if you can, if you can laugh at something, then you, you can face it and you can deal with it. And so, you know, not to get too corny about it, but it seemed like a good way to, to have fun and also kind of just sort of maintain some kind of healing life force in my life you know um, uh,
4: absolutely you know i should mention like i've seen you perform uh like showcases and knock it out of the park and then when we were doing like open mics in san francisco you experimented i mean there was one time you were yelling one time you were yeah. you were
6: like you were fearless i was pretty crazy back then yeah <laughs> I, was, but, I was i had a lot of anger mike i worked through it
4: oh yeah yeah no I was in the room I I, I yeah, yeah yeah
6: I was loud I was I was allowed I, I went I went through that phase I went yeah. through, through many several phases <laughs>
4: but to your credit like when we did showcases you you brought out the material like you you knew when to to experiment and when to kind of present the show like it was good
6: oh thanks 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 man thanks well you I was always a big fan of yours and you know I, I always thought you were you were hilarious and you know so i you know i just want to give you some props because yeah you're always you're always one of the guys who made me laugh so you know i, I do appreciate oh. you man
4: oh i appreciate that too and i hope carl hears this um <laughs> tell me about los angeles actually, so, actually
6: you had a joke about i uh, was i was at my favorite taqueria uh jack in the box right that was i was that was uh huh
4: that's
6: cool baby yeah. that's cool <laughs> getting
4: the monster taco and they didn't they didn't have it let me go so yeah i had asked um, if they had something comparable and she kicked me in my stomach
6: all oh, right. Do you still do that bit? Do you still do you still you still ever bring that one out?
4: If I'm next to a Jack in a Box, like if I'm performing <laughs> at a bar, there was a bar on Geary that's next to a Jack in a famous Jack in a Box, and uh, I bring that out. And it it really depends on the mood. Like I, I try to avoid the old material uh, when I was performing because I don't know. You get it gets kind of dismissive. Like people are like, oh, you did that one, but right. you know it's a combination. You when the moment hits and it's right, you can do it. But
6: I know uh, I, I know the exact Jack in the Box you're talking about. Actually, so, yeah. yeah. That's
4: an infamous one, the one next to uh, the one the, uh, on the
6: avenues, right? Yeah, like on 10th. Yeah,
4: yeah. it, it's 24 hours and there's no lock. And, you know, things are bad when you turn on the news and you see that jack in a box, like the video inside. You're like, uh oh. Because yeah. it got into like people would beat each other up in there. Uh, I think someone got killed there.
6: Nothing good ever happens in a Jack in the Box, you no. know. That's why I use the drive-through. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't go inside. <laughs> the inside, the inside of a Jack in the Box is just like it's like yeah, it's like if uh, if uh, uh, Jerry Springer or some or some you know was a was it was a fast food,
4: you know. I I in the architecture. Those buildings are smaller than normal restaurant buildings. Like they look like a toy when you Dude, when someone, you see somebody, them.
6: Someone needs to do a mic in one of those things. You know what I mean? What's up? What's up? You know. <laughs> you know? Hey, what's up, what's Jack? Up? What's up, homeless people? Let's party! You know what I mean? In here for uh, warmth. Let's party! Yeah, I would, I,
4: I would dress up as Jack and then host the show, and then I would try to do a Jack voice, which I don't think I can do. Yeah. You no, know, uh, they do have the best curly fries, so I got to give them that. So. Oh yeah, no, they're great, man. They're great for vegetarians. Horrible junk food for vegetarians. <laughs> so tell me, so let me. I now that I'm in Los Angeles, I want to catch up. Like, what's your experience in Los Angeles? How how's performing stand up? You've been doing a lot of shows, a lot of outside shows during the pandemic, producing and and performing.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, did, did did a few of them. Did, for a while, I was doing one out there in L.A uh uh historic park down there by chinatown that that was pretty fun i i kind of had to had to sort of bail on that though because i i just had my schedule didn't really sort of you know work with having a, a show on a monday afternoon i I really yeah. enjoyed that was
4: my first live show in, in los angeles and uh it was great it was a lot of fun you and groper was great uh groupman uh adam adam actually turned to me he goes you want to run this show
6: <laughs> that's, hilarious. that's hilarious
4: i was like wow i just been in, San- in los angeles for like two weeks yeah about but I, I don't. Uh, I would have had to take the bus, and I didn't have a mic, so I didn't follow up. Yeah,
6: yeah. It's a you know, it's it's a it's a challenge running a room. Um, I, I did I did a I did a, I ran a room for about nine years uh, at the USA Hollywood Hostel, which was really fun. Um, That's
4: a great room. I've been there.
6: Yeah, yeah. And and we ran it. We ran it, and you know, uh, you know, for you know, I say for nine years, and then and then. And then they kind of got some new management that was not as comedy friendly, and you know, so. that's a
4: real shame because that, that room has been going on for a while. I got I got uh, put into my place. Uh, I was with a comic, and I was talking to a comic, and another comic said, "Are you guys comics?" We said, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, can you be quiet as a comic performing?" And I went, "Oh, <laughs> whoa, shit,
6: that's hilarious." Um that's in my mind. Yeah, and I mean I've run a few other rooms and stuff like that. You know, LA is—it's fun. It's what you make it. It's a bigger world down here, obviously, than, than San Francisco. Uh, and I miss that about San Francisco actually, because in San Francisco, it was just a kind of—at least when I was there—there there was just kind of a few places that people hung out, everybody kind of knew each other. You kind of knew, you know, who was, who was funny and stuff, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, and and yeah, yeah, sure. You have your East Bay comics and, you know, but all the ones that are sort of really going for it, you would, you would see, you know, mostly, uh, mostly not, not, not entirely, but mostly, you know, whereas here in LA, it's just sort of like, I mean, there's just so many little subsets of comics, you know, you've got your East side, West side, you've got your Valley comics, you've got your, you, you, you know, you've got your, your, you know, uh, Silver Lake kids, you know what I mean? There's just so many different, you know, places. But it, I, I mean, to be honest, it's changed probably. I mean, I don't really, I haven't really been out there in the landscape as much because of the pandemic. I've really, yeah. that's kind of put the kibosh on a lot of, you know, a lot of the rooms that I probably would be hanging out in these days. Cause, was that
4: a blessing, the pandemic, the ability just the ability you had to stop for a while?
6: Uh, not for the comedy, no. It was a blessing for the music because being home so much, I just got super into production and the new music I'm making is just, it's like next level, so much better. I mean, I, I love everything I've done up until now, but I feel like I've taken that to an, a next level thing because just so much time at home, you know, and and uh, you know, really embracing different technology and it's a lot better, a lot, lot better. I'll, I'll send you some stuff, but- uh Yeah, well, let,
4: let, our, to- let our audience know, like your bandcamp is single cell orchestra, the new a- album is Remember the Future.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: Uh, yeah. And uh, people should definitely subscribe to it. And and before we get going, um, you recently DJ'd uh, during the pandemic. How was that?
6: Well, I actually actually did a. I've done a couple. I did a live show, uh, and that that was really fun. Actually, that was uh, uh, these guys threw that in this warehouse. That was actually back in like the beginning of the vaccine, the early vaccination period, where it was like you know, you get, after you got, you know, it was sort of assumed after you got two shots, then, you know, life is back to normal for you, buddy, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and I guess, you, you know, we we're a bit wrong. It was kind of crazy to be in a room with like two, 200 people or 300 people or however many it was, uh, when nobody was wearing a mask because you had to show your vaccination card. Um, uh, you know, so it was, it was kind of weird. It was, but, you know, ended up being fine. And, uh, yeah had, had, a, had a great had a great time I mean I've I've also been sort of working on that over the last few years my, my live show is is a lot a lot more organic it's a lot more hands-on you know uh, drum machines and all that kind of stuff it's a lot of fun so uh, sounds good looking forward to doing more of that too yeah
4: so check out Miguel Fierro in Los Angeles as a performer single cell orchestra is online it's on your Spotify check it out any album is good but with the new one is uh, remember the future and the, the Mike speaking one favorite that vent seven is really cool. Uh, and, and also I have to say, like the San Francisco ambient scene, the record labels, it was cool. Like all the different kinds of bands and stuff like that. I, I thought there was like a real scene going on.
6: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was totally, it was fun, man. It was a, it was a special time. A lot of great music came out of that whole time. You know, San Francisco was definitely regarded as, you know, one of, one of the, you know, cooler places for electronic music to be coming out of in the nineties. Now it's just everywhere. I mean, right. it's just every, cause also too, it's like, you know, you buy a computer and you've got enough technology just in your, you know, computer that it, that it comes with you know, that you've got it. you've, most people buy a computer. Now they, now they actually have a studio, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, you know, you had a you know, I worked at a coffee shop and, you know, we saved $2,000 for a sampler. You know what I mean? You, you yeah. try that now kids, you know?
4: Oh, if but, these com- computers coming out had like a podcast feature, Carl and I are fucked. Too. <laughs> so, well, cool. I, I'm so glad to be talking with you. And I was really happy to see you again when I moved out here and
6: yeah, uh yeah. Likewise. Uh, okay.
4: yeah. So we we uh, have an audience. We have a movie queued up. We want you to do our celebrity comedian countdown and and let them know when they could hit play. Are you are you ready, Miguel? I'm ready. All right,
6: three, two, one.
4: That was a really interesting comedian countdown. That was excellent. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. All right, here we go, Harry get done
5: oh look they had a tramp stamp because that was manual
4: oh yeah here we go tramp 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 i'm gonna lower the music uh have you ever heard so harry langdon plays harry logan harry logan sounds like a show business name harry langdon was a show business star with a weird name and a weird act carl Uh look at that joan crawford's in this movie Uh huh well, let's kick it off. And there's only the title card for these early movies. We start off in the fictitious town of Burton, Massachusetts, where there's a, uh, so you can tell we start off, uh, which mm-hmm. is owned by John Burton, rich family. They own the Burton shoes. He's so rich. He put his daughter on this poster, which by, <laughs> and they're like, guys are walking around, like I need a pair of shoes. And they see the daughter, they're like hot dog. <laughs> and uh, so he is going to he needs a gimmick my playstation is acting all right yeah they're crushing the competition especially in the world of shoe manufacturing in the town of burton <laughs> massachusetts meanwhile at amos logan and his son handmade shoes burton massachusetts store and look at that boot out there see
5: the little competition
4: yeah so by the way our star harry langdon who's considered huge he was born in 1880
5: he really looked like fdr just then
4: well, look what's between his leg, uh, between his legs, Carl. He has like a little shoe uh, stomp in right. the middle. Yeah, so he can mend shoes on there. Okay, here comes the landlord. He's gonna classic, right? He's like he needs some rent. When Carl? But three months. Don't you hate that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna be landlord porn, where the old man is gonna have sex with the landlord, so he can delay paying the uh,
5: uh-huh.
4: uh rent. Uh Disguised. It's. Usually my landlord will say, speaking when the rent's due in like two hours. I've never once had him say, by the way, you got three months, three whole months to pay me rent.
5: Because <laughs> they had to travel like by stagecoach and bullshit.
4: That's amazing. All right. So this is a, Harry, Harry Langdon is a movie star. He uh, he was a vaudevillian. He's going to show up in a sec. And right now he's at the height, peak of his uh, popularity. And he's considered like, you know, there's Chaplin, there's Keytone that's <laughs> that right uh there's uh harold lloyd <coughs> white guy there's uh, Fatty arbuckle Fatty arbuckle was huge back then yeah so he he had a fall. like it wasn't as bad as fatty but uh he this was this is the first movie he did in 1926 mm-hmm. 27 and uh 27 right
5: no 26
4: 26 he also did a movie he's an interesting guy because he was a vaudevillian he did medicine shows and stuff like that when he was 12 he did minstrel he dressed did blackface and he met his wife rose and and they married in 03 and they had an act and he used to do i guess called johnny's new car according to wikipedia Uh there ah there it is joan so it's so crazy the dad's saying listen this factory in in town is killing us and we got to get the rent in three months or we're doomed then across the street is a billboard for that very factory. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to jerk off to this billboard later. Like they don't stop and say that's the final insult.
5: <laughs> so he's in love with the bad guy's daughter.
4: That's exactly right. And uh, he needs money in three months. He's yeah, got to get the rent.
5: Deadline.
4: Yeah. So he uh, and he's going to have like, there's some funny placards. I'm waiting for it to show up. Actually. But, you know, this, this, so he had a pavilion act. that He would do the same bit, like, for 20 years. According to what I,
5: I went to a Halloween party as a placard once. My face was the placard. Like, my face was in the middle. <clears throat> and then the, the the rectangle was around me, you know. Uh, and people were, like, shaming me for being in plaque face.
4: Yeah, it was very controversial. At the time, I'm sure you thought it was funny being in plaque face. <laughs> okay, he's, I'm going to get the money in three months if it takes me a year. Now, this is actually really clever writing. Well, check out the next placard. So here he is. This guy is like John C. Riley, Not John C. Riley. Like, he's off. He's like Zach Galifianakis humor. Like, he does the opposite of what you expect. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to go out and get the money. So he immediately walks out, and he's completely perplexed. (laughs) He he can't even walk. And here here we go. (coughs) Now, he takes the primrose path or the easiest way. I love that. Usually, you take the hell you know, the terrible, the hardest path or the paths thrown in hell. And this one's like, do you want I'm the one with roses or the easiest back. one? So here's the landlord. He's like, Hey, but the- <laughs> clean my shoe, which is very common in Burton, Massachusetts, Burton,
5: <laughs> Burton, <laughs> Buster Burton. Buster Curtain. B- Keat. Is- Buster on.
4: No, i don't get this like so he takes the bags he's helping the landlord
5: yeah like why would he kiss the landlord's butt but okay he's a yeah. nice person and goofy he uh he
4: he went to, and so by the time in 1923 he went to hollywood and he talked to hal roach you know the hal roach studios but it didn't work out he worked for uh, a company and then um he started working for Max Sennett for the Keystone and he created this character and Frank Kappa and this director, Harry Edwards, and another mm-hmm. man like helped work that. Check out this deal. They have a promotion to sell shoes. They're gonna have people walk from Burden, Massachusetts to Burden, California wearing Burden factory shoes
5: for free or something, like as a promotion?
4: Yeah, and whoever wins gets twenty-five. No, it's twenty five thousand dollars on stage.
5: Oh, okay. So you have to buy our shoes and you have to walk it. And if you no, they're win, like, we give you money.
4: They're like, hey, people, it's a great promotion. People are here at the barbecue. Let's look at that Did barbecue.
5: See that that was a cow, like the whole cow.
4: Well, what's really funny they said here's our promotion we're gonna do a cross-country walk and everyone out here is just, is here to just to, to send them off or here for the barbecue and they show the they walk out the window they look outside and they cut to the barbecue like they looked at the people and then they looked at the barbecue so here's the dart look at that you know they had to like draw paint that in, in the background that factory yeah okay so here we are we have all the onlookers Not waiting, and there's no microphones back in the day, so they use that mic, that uh,
5: megaphone, bullhorn, Bullhorn. yeah,
4: bullhorn. I know, and the crowd's like, We want more barbecue, (laughs) I'm here for the barbecue. So, these are all the famous walkers in a countrywide walking competition.
5: (laughs) Goodness, there is such a thing in 1926. You know, it's like a different culture, it's like a, a different country. They speak English, but they have their own. It's not just a different time. It's a different America.
4: Okay, so Kargis, the, uh by the way, his name is Cargus. He is not only their evil landlord, he's the world-famous walker.
5: He is, coincidentally.
4: Yeah, right. And that's where he's leading uh, Harry right now. He's asking him to take the bags, but Harry can't. He can't get past that billboard.
5: Because of the girl?
4: Yeah, look, he's like, come on, check it out. I mean, imagine you're watching this as like a... If he's Will Ferrell, or like... What's you know, the big deal?
5: What, what is it?
4: But what is it? I got to a in competition. I got to walk across country.
5: That one.
4: But yeah. It says nothing. Oh, there we go. Yeah, he's like, check her out. I jerk off to that picture. I'm so crazy. I've been creeping that picture for months. They're closing my dad's store, but I don't care. they are billboards across the street.
5: So wait, so our enemy is going to compete in the walk? That's right. For and Goofy of offered to carry his bags. He'll be in, competing in the walk as well.
4: Yeah, you know this guy just walked out of the place. <laughs> the landlord was outside. Said, "You know, hey, clean my, shine my shoes, and carry my bags." And uh, he's a man child, you know. But he uh, he's not like an angry man child. He's kind of just uh-huh. like a a wistful, naive, like uh-huh. very introverted. It's a deadpan style because, like, he just does the opposite of what you expect, especially in a silent movie where they, things seem to be really exaggerated. Like, he's going to help him a out rock
5: here. A rock.
4: rock. See, for a world class walker, he's such a little whiny jerk, right? Like, he has a cane so he's and he's clearing
5: ha- the way from the rock. Yeah,
4: yeah, he's kicking the rocks.
5: Boy, is he a prince?
4: Yeah, right. Make way, prince coming Whoa.
5: through. I was <laughs>
4: just. I think you're a couple seconds ahead of me. Uh,
5: he just okay. I guess I am. Hat is going on.
4: I, I'm at nine twenty-five. Okay. I'm at nine
5: thirty. Okay. Yeah, I'm at nine. No, I'm. You're ahead of me.
4: Oh, I, I'm nine thirty-three.
5: Yeah, you're like two seconds ahead. It's fine.
4: Okay. All right. Great. It's funny Perfect.
5: You were okay. right though that I was. It's winter in one place and summer in another. No, it's just no. Bad. It's just overexposed. Out.
4: Yeah. yeah. Other copies on YouTubers were, were sometimes better, but sometimes worse, but I, I prefer this one. This one was was to, uh, put in last the year.
5: Walker of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walks oh, in.
4: Oh, I'm so fucking bloated from barbecue. I'll, I, I'm so amazing to meet you, man. And, I don't know if it's the meat I've been eating and the free beer, but
5: whoa. Can we do a selfie. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's going to take an hour. Oh, and they, they can't wait. And there's, of course, Billboard Girl. I didn't look up any information about Joan Crawford. You know, I don't think now is the time. But this is definitely in the 20s, like one of her early movies. Mm-hmm. We should find a better movie Joan, Joan Crawford,
5: Crawford. The Joan Crawford I know?
4: The Joan Crawford we all know. Mommy
5: Dearest Joan Crawford? Goodness, I got to see her face again. She's that hottie. Imagine you married her and then she was like, no fucking wires, fucking hangers.
4: Uh huh. You're like, never. oh, I wanted the tramp, tramp, tramp. <laughs> I thought I married a tramp, tramp, tramp.
5: Get off of me, you goof. You're yeah. a bro.
4: Hey, look at that deadpad. <laughs> all right. you Let me never That's see you then. again. Offered? My goodness. Oh, my God. Where are I you?
5: My face is all bleached out. I can't overexposed, you've been saying. So I can't really get a good. Right. So long, sucker!
4: All right, well, off they now, go.
5: He'll say, I'll compete in that walk myself.
4: Well, you know, it's the moment's gone. I don't know, like, he, like, he's, he's like a kid. He doesn't know how to react. <laughs> oh, darn, shucks. This doesn't process, but she, she kind of, it's interesting because this movie is like, Oh, I, I'm obsessed by this woman and she'll become my sweetheart and we'll have a child together. And that's always kind of creepy, but she falls Why for him do you a say bit. It's
5: creepy
4: because that's it's
5: biology not- making you want to have a baby. Right?
4: right. But he's like totally obsessed by her. But she kind of falls for him. Uh I'm at 1202.
5: Okay. I'll just start telling you seconds. Yeah. 12 and one, two, three, four, five. So now I'm behind
4: you. No, you're good. We're we're all together. I was waiting for oh. you to say eight. All right. So yeah. So he's he says screw it. I need to unwind. I'm gonna go mentally undress oh, the hello. billboard.
5: Hello, hello, beautiful.
4: Ah. So what yeah. So that's like probably the closest to a reaction shot he does, right? Like usually he just he doesn't do the like whoa. He, uh he, he he struck it big so he did this movie and then the writer Frank Capra directed his first movie this year with him called the strong man
5: uh-huh the, Frank Cap, uh say Frank, the name Capra.
4: Frank Frank Capra maybe you heard of him
5: yes I've heard of him as an author he was a director
4: yeah he directed a movie called um it's a wonderful life big big flop <laughs> at the time and then it went into the public domain and then uh <laughs> Uh, because you it was Christmas. He did the Billy Jack prequel, uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington with Jimmy Stewart.
5: That's a great, uh, for its time, it was a great film.
4: I don't know. It was missing Billy Jack. Billy Jack goes to <laughs> Washington on the other hand. Now that's a Goes to Washington movie. You know, he, uh, so they they met at uh, Keystone Studios and he said, screw it. He, You know, Harry, he, this guy's very ambitious, Harry Langdon. So he said, I'm going to create my own company, Harry Langdon Pictures, and make my own movies. And he took uh, Harry Edwards, and he took Capra, and he took another writer, and they they left uh, Keystone, and they made a deal. Same guy who ran the first production company he was with, this was First National Pictures. Did you see that bank-like name in the opening credit? Yeah. Yeah. So they made a deal. You, you will give us four movies from your Harry Langdon Studios or what have you, and this was the first one, and it was a hit. Okay, so that's the application for him. She wants him. She feels bad. He wants him to join the competition. So sign here.
5: Joel, yes, sweetie. Uh, oh, join. Uh, oh, he could maybe be a double as uh, a spy. A uh, no, not I mean, even. She
4: just, she just, you know, thinks he wants to give him a chance because uh, she feels anyone could join.
5: Okay. Oh, it's a walk. Register for the walk.
4: Right. This is like the running, walking man. And this is like, uh, we had the cannibal run. We saw where we they drive cross country. They're going to, he's going to walk from Massachusetts to California.
5: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God.
4: To promote a pair of shoes.
5: Oh my God.
4: Which by the way falls apart halfway through the race room. I
5: really like to go in my walks, but the thing is like, if I get to like seven miles I'm like, okay.
4: <laughs> right. Once, once my done. pedometer says 10,000 steps,
5: I'm done. So, I, I also, not recently, but in the past, I would like do a 10 mile on the weekend, like in 2015 or something. Walking? Wow. Like, uh, it would knock your ass. Yeah, like in a hike and shit. It would, you would be great during a lot, of, but at the way end, you're in your ass dragging, only two more miles. Ah!
4: He's writing a note to his dad. He's like, don't worry about the rent due in three months. I have a surefire way to get 25 grand. I all I got to do is walk to California. P.S. Did I mention I jerk off to that billboard girl? <laughs> oh, better get Ma's wedding cock ring out of stock? Hawk? Hawk. hawk? I, I, that hawk? that I actually... hawk. Yeah, I've watched this movie a few times, actually, Carl. And. uh I thought it was Sid Hawk the second time. All right. So this is only an hour movie and the whole premise is a race. So how much running time do you think it's devoted to the actual race? <laughs> uh, it's
5: like I was expecting the whole film. They still haven't walked.
4: This is the night before and the hotel's overbooked. And see, there's the, the car gas.
5: Will you share your room?
4: Right. It's the 20s.
5: Fuck that.
4: What right happened to
5: the... I me mean, in Texas? They were like, do you want a handicap access room? And I was like, no, I, I don't want anyone having access to my room. Handicap or no.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, all right. I'm glad you made your point there. They don't care in Texas. So there's his room, right? I think he's a little obsessed. So ripped he out ripped,
5: the... ripped out all the posters along the yeah, way?
4: Yeah, like that's like six billboards
5: alone. You're right. He's fucking nuts. That's the best.
4: He once went to Burden and got the that billboard, and then West Burden.
5: Now, see, I thought he had a healthy like. Oh, I like that girl. I'm gonna marry her one day, and where I'll have kids together and be happy. And I was like, "What's wrong with that, Mike?" But if he's stealing billboards, <laughs>
4: but, <no. laughs> but if Chris Farley did that, wouldn't that be cute and endearing? What oh, Bubble Boy? This movie reminds me of Jake Zillin-Hall in that in 19, like 2000 movie yeah. Bubble Boy. Where he has to travel cross-country because he wants to go girl he loves
5: immunities
4: now this this is uh so this is the the bad guy look at this ah. got one up more up the sleeve
5: <laughs> don't kiss the dirty outside billboard thing right you know it's got that uh, paper uh, wallpapery and the, it was on with the glue
4: Okay, never mind me. Nope. Oops. Fell apart. Now, I don't know. Like, do you think this would be funnier if the guy was like wide awake, just waiting for him to stop? Because he's like, I thought, it, I thought his eyes were open and he was just like patiently waiting this through. But he's actually sound asleep during this. There's two things in this movie that I, I wish they changed. This is one of them. I wish he was awake, just silently writing this out until, of course, it's a complete disaster, like a Jerry Lewis movie where the boss watches him try to sack cans. Mm -hmm. My other, my other complaint about this movie is that his dad makes shoes. He, the competition is killing his dad's business. Competition is doing a competition where you walk in the competition's shoes and you get 25,000, which would save his dad. He does the competition wearing, I don't know what pair of shoes he wears. I think it's his own. I don't think he's wearing burden.
5: That's ridiculous.
4: Like, I don't know. Wouldn't that make the movie better if he wore his own shoes? I don't know. His does he sure. win the prize? Yes, he does.
5: Well, then, yeah. Yeah, that would be better.
4: But his dad's not concerned about his company or, or the competition. You'll see, his dad has a really interesting uh-huh. subplot, which I don't want to reveal just yet. Okay. Here we go. Wow. Darn it. He really <laughs> well, fell on that well, dude. That was a real fall, man.
5: Say, what do you think? What I'm do you just mean trying to get by... to sleep. I got a big race. I got to walk. Yeah. He sleeps with his fans. That's deplorable.
4: Oh yeah, and not professional at all. He turns the light off, of course, which is doing
5: it right in front of everybody.
4: <laughs> oh, <horrible. laughs> uh, you should at least clean up afterwards. My God, that's a lot of socks, gym socks,
5: and cut. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Right, just looking at them.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I can't sleep. I think I'm a couple seconds before you, but I don't care. You know, so there's... This inter-
5: fuck the sleep pills.
4: Right, which in 1926, this fucking must be killer. Heroin or something. But they're shaped like aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so they were manufactured somehow.
5: Yeah, just like cocaine was. You could do any old drug you wanted before they made laws, you know?
4: Look, look how many, I mean, he gives them the whole bottle, of course. Oh, no,
5: oh, you fool.
4: He, he doesn't like this guy. He's going to, he first off, they're competing, which I don't think Kirk actually realizes. Oh, second
5: with booze.
4: <laughs> but not all the booze. Watch. He's going to reserve it.
5: They they're going to rule his suicide. Uh-huh. I know this movie's great. Here you go. I have this. Now sleep in the hole in your bed. Don't they have to pay the hotel? <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, you know... I'm going to
5: kill you for this.
4: Now, here we go. Think of any other comedian. Like, think of Jim Carrey going to sleep. This guy just does it differently. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I think that's what he's saying, right?
5: Yeah.
4: Fire my agent. He's saying over and over again, fire my agent. Can't sleep. Yeah, all right. Okay, hey, great. Carl, keep going. Carl, keep going. Keep dragging it out. Don't pretend you're sleepy just yet yeah i can't sleep see he's so anti in this yeah which is strange so carl he uh he kicked the he did three movies uh with capra and then he fired everybody from that
5: crew Listen, I, I, before you go on i won't interrupt too much but i just gotta say wait till you see arbuckle shares his story but go ahead
4: okay well, no, I, I know, I I read a couple like books about- his own
5: I, studios, making his own- Yeah, companies. oh,
4: absolutely. Yeah, and these guys were superstars. I mean, this is 1926. He, who knows how big they are? Look, he's finally, it's finally hitting him. Uh, he uh, he directed his own movies. So he thought Capra wasn't good enough. And his movies, I haven't seen. Like, I just heard about this guy. I I saw him, and I saw his character in the movie Stan and Ollie, but I didn't realize, you know, that he had such a huge background. He he directed a couple of, two of his own movies. They flopped. First National broke it up, and he went. He kind of wound up uh, couldn't get his silent films done. But by 1928, you know they were making talkies, and he went back to Hal Roach, and they had this silent movie star who's going to do a talkie with him. And it's on YouTube, and I absolutely recommend okay. looking for it. He's passed while he sleeps. Looking for uh, Harry Langdon's first talkie. It's one of the worst fucking things, the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. His voice was a little weird, like he it's kind of new got kind of new one, a little hiked pitch, a, a little, a little, uh, and it was weird. And then at the end, one of the characters, one of the guys comes and talks directly to the camera and says, Hi, I like to get out of character and welcome Harry Langdon to <laughs> Mr. Roach. Welcome Harry Lang. This is the first talking for Hal Roach. And well, Mr. Roach uh, looks forward to working with him. That's the end of the of the uh, thing. You have to watch it. All right, so here we have we have all the international world it's, champion walkers. run. That's exactly right, but uh Bert Reynolds is not there.
5: What right? the fuck did you do to my hotel?
4: This is the weird thing, is like his buddy, I don't know who this guy is, honestly. The oh, he was
5: the owner of the hotel.
4: Yeah, maybe. All right, so he's, oh, that makes more sense because he has to go on his own. He's like,
5: <laughs> he's groggy,
4: but he's alive. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool stuff. So, you know, the story goes like it's kind of a prophetical, right? How Carl did I pronounce it right? The story? A, prof- a what? A prophetical, where what? it's not really true, but you just say it anyway. It just kind of became the story.
5: A fiction? Approximate anyway. A of, a, 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 uh, did Jesus use him a lot?
4: No, no, look That's at fair. what's caught in there. Anyway, so the story goes is that Capra, oh, uh,
5: parabola, parable, Parab. Yeah,
4: all right, never mind. <laughs> a
5: paragon of
4: no, it's a proclamable, a proclamable, a proxiful. The story, anyway, so it's that he said, you know, the story goes is that he lost it after that and uh the, they
5: the 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 influence of sleeping pills is that yeah he, he's, he's walking off trouble
4: okay he had i like the spittoon in the uh hotel room too that he's he used
5: <laughs> For so here's chewing tobacco. Go ahead. So
4: I, what i didn't get is that like i thought this guy came like drove a car over and said harry you gotta go because now here comes harry and he's in a cab again this is halfway through the movie the race is finally we saw extended night before Look how he uh, has to wear such a uniform. Oh, well, yeah. It's a checkered cap. So this guy, I don't know who this comic is. Like he's listed, actually. I do have his name. His name is Brooks Benedict. Uh-huh. And uh, for some reason, this is like the longest uh, run I love like, Brooks
5: Benedict, like with the Holland days.
4: Uh, it's a little too rich for me. You know, I, once in a while, I'll go out and have a Brooks Benedict. <laughs> so he's, this whole, like, asking for change bit goes on forever, it's, and then there's a payoff that's just fucking nuts. But other than that, this is completely out of place. You okay, know, like...
5: Asking for... Ch- yeah, it doesn't go with the plot. He's asking for... Ch- to tip him? Yeah, no, he's saying you gotta
4: pay the fare, man. Listen, you gotta pay the fare, man. Oh, yeah, let me go check. Uh, I, I have... You need I have what, no two money. bits? Hey, you want two bits? Yeah, he has no money, right? And, uh... So you gets even better. Hey man, this is my only scene in your movie, and I'm gonna be wild expecting wild crazy. People are respecting Joe Crawford. They're <laughs> expecting Nick Cargis. Not gonna happen. I have to get my money before this movie could continue.
5: You're getting to be a pest.
4: What are you on? Drugs? <laughs> All right.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he gets back into the cab. I'm a couple seconds. All right, so yeah, so like
5: it's funny, but it doesn't go with. Yeah, we want him to get in the
4: race. We want him to walk for Joan Crawford. You know. He uh he divorced his wife. His wife and was together for like twenty years, and they divorced kind of around this time.
5: He's gonna throw a brick at him.
4: Uh oh. Yeah. Right. All this for a quarter.
5: It's kind of frustrating his, uh, sleeves.
4: Right. You notice he's like a child. He, he runs behind the guy that, you know, like he breaks in and then he runs behind him. Okay. So this is all timey fighting Carl. You know, you got to take your jacket off. You got to roll up your sleeves.
5: Yeah. Like in the ring. Yeah. There's a big, you just can't. That's it. That's the joke.
4: That's what we spent three minutes of this, this movie.
5: Because he couldn't use his arms. He, he had
4: the quarter all along. If, <laughs> if the guy just waited, he would have got his quarter. He would have had his window broken.
5: No, it's not the guy's fault. It was time to pay and he wasn't paying. Yeah. But it's all because he couldn't reach into his own pocket. Okay. Right. So he's super late, right?
4: Yeah. Right. But they got to take his photo. <laughs> <laughs> he's not into it. Also, this is a marathon. <laughs> blind everyone. But this is a marathon, not a sprint. So he doesn't have, you know, like you don't have to run up and get it. Yeah, we're we're fucking floating after that barbecue. I ate so much meat. I'm hallucinating. Yay, burdens. They ruined our town. Hello, sweetheart. Yes, I wish you the best. I'm Joan Crawford. Oh, so he's
5: uh, a cell number.
4: Yeah, well, I don't think he's creepy or anything. Let's see what he has to say in this little note. All right, you go. I know a couple of seconds behind, but I, I've seen this movie a few times. So creepy. But she likes them. She actually likes them. Okay, here's a note. Not creepy at all. Let's see what it says.
5: <laughs> it's safe. <it's funny.
4: laughs> huh. I love you. 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 I love you.
5: Merry Christmas. Merry
4: Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, Carl. Maybe the Why time. do you
5: think that's creepy and not sweet? How come she thinks it's sweet? Because
4: there's another note attached to it saying, hey, I haven't heard you since the last note. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And then there's that's a third funny. note attached to it that's that crazy. says, oh, hi. Oh, hey, sorry. It's me, Harry. Okay, I'll, I'll write you a note later. And then there's a fifth note that goes, hey, I'm really concerned. I haven't heard you uh, write back to me from the last four notes.
5: Yeah. If I, if the, if I'm not in the postmaster will leave a message. Yeah. Looking oh. grinning.
4: And then they're like the 12th notes. Like, I don't like you anyway. I thought you were stuck up the first time I met you. Then there's a the 13th. <laughs> note. Oh, Hey, sorry about that last note. That was really crazy to me. to write that.
5: This joke's been done before. That's why I'm not cracking up. It's good. Yeah,
4: but it doesn't make sense, Carl. They're in Massachusetts doing a, a countrywide walk. What difference does it make? What what path he takes or how fast he is?
5: What is also, that?
4: It's a coil, like an electrical coil.
5: Like on the inside of a clock or something?
4: Well, you know, there was a big pile of shoes or whatever. Oh, no, that's later. But I, I think he, like, maybe his house was like a mess. Maybe that was a piece of the fan or something, like the hotel room.
5: Oh, right, right
4: got stuck in his shoe
5: now isn't this cheating
4: yeah i mean it is cheating but there's no path you just have to get to checkpoints different towns and, and check
5: oh in. so it's not cheating you don't have to stay on route 80 the whole way
4: right but also as a competition it's funny that everyone is insane except for harry you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're pretty just taking a friendly walk just fellow world traveler walk world champion walkers you know, there's a lot of sheep in Massachusetts.
5: Who turned all these cows loose and their sheep. Yeah.
4: I know. That, black sheep. Pretty... This is a military base. If you need any assistance, you should contact the uh, private Out. Minor threat. Black sheep. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Look, it's... Uh, hi, oh, it's private keepout.
5: That's so scary.
4: Carl, it's all right. Not real life. He's long dead. He died already.
5: These are practical effects.
4: No, they kind of painted. I mean, they had to. Look at that. The camera is what he did.
5: Okay. So maybe that's a film footage.
4: He, uh, so when the talkies started going in force, he still found work. He got a a real crazy second career, uh, playing like second fiddles and like mostly not for television, but for like B movies, you know, the second movie would be an hour and it would only be two reels of film. They call them two reelers. So he did a bunch of like dumb two wheelers. And I actually, the research I did, Carl, because I really wasn't familiar with this guy 24 hours ago, I typed in his name and on Tubi, they have a lot of these films from the Uh forties, like 58 minutes. Uh, I saw, what did I see? Delinquent dads or misleading dads. Let me see what it was
5: called. It was all about the theater seats, keeping them coming and going and grinding.
4: Misbehaving Husbands. And he kind of was like a Jack Benny husband type of character. And then I saw him in all American co-eds where this uh, yes, girl's school. Williams. Well, he was like the administrator of a girl's college. He said, let's get those stupid frat boys to join our school. And then we can see how they're all idiots. And he <laughs> he's talking, but he kind of looks like Ivan Stang, but a little bigger. Wait a little...
5: second, wait a second, wait a second. His solution is to hammer himself Uh huh. so he can dangle. Right. It's kind and- of ingenious.
4: Oh, well'
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's, ha- he's hard at it.
4: Oh, wait, so check out you say, well, what's gonna happen to him? It's fucking amazing. All right i I know you're get ahead of me, but i I, I haven't I heard can't
5: believe that that's not real in the background there like well, they painted that factory for frank
4: Franklin's shoes, they had to. they did that. you know, there was a lot of trickery for the Harold Lloyd thing. It wasn't a real shot. There's no way. How could he even get the camera set up, let alone have this guy dangle like that? Oh, no! Right, but check it out. <laughs> Look at it. Uh, there's a dog all of a sudden. He's on the sled, Carl. He's just flipped right over.
5: Yeah, I think this was in a James Bond film, and it was uh-huh. also uh, Oh,
4: in... Jackie Chan did this, too. He rolled down a yeah. hill. He, it was just him in his North Face jacket.
5: And, and we also... Fantasy Island once.
4: Really? My yeah. fantasy is to recreate the Buster <laughs> key did see in Seven Chances.
5: That was like a chase.
4: But remember, those boulders fell on him, and that was yeah. this last year. So he falls, and then boom, it creates a fence. But these are real stunts he did, right? I mean, he slid down, and it magically turned... See, there's some stray boulders around him. <laughs>
5: Private. Keep out.
4: Oh, I didn't know this was a military base. Give my regards to private keep out. I'm gonna keep saying that joke, Carl. All right. So this is where it gets crazy. So his dad's not concerned about the factory. He's going to the movies. Fuck it. So here it is. <laughs> this is where you would see this movie. It gets fourth wally really fast. Like I love Carl. I'm a big fan of movies where the characters go see a movie, especially if they go to the exploitation house. See, there's a the guy playing. And they're right there. It's the first checkpoint in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> john burden wealthy shoe man
5: and so people would want to hear that well, can you imagine like
4: suddenly the movie is in a movie theater and there's a guy playing it and you're like playing like him like this is kind of fourth wally, right this is like the final destination the 3d one where they go into a movie house in 3d and they get jabbed by they die in 3d in, in the movie house yes yeah
5: it's him. Hey, happy, my, my old boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I taught him everything he was about walking. That's how I ended up in this wheelchair. <laughs>
4: That's how i in a wheelchair. He wore me out. Look, he's, he's representing me well, by wearing the competitors. in
5: California?
4: No, they're not. He can't wait. He, Jackson, he's creeping. Okay. He's, he needs boundary issues. Boundary. Boundary. This, they're still filming. So this is weird what this film does. So this is present day Burton Massachusetts. They're watching this film reel, but all of a sudden it's not. It cuts to him in real life, in real time in, <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> Look at this guy's face. So Jersey. What the fuck? Okay. Jesus. <laughs> the
5: fuck you do? Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, He just kissed her.
4: Yeah. And it caught on camera. Hey, that's my boy. He kissed her without her cassette. So this is a Civil War song. Tramp, tramp, tramp. The boys are marching. Oh, wait, I have the lyrics. <laughs> so this was a, it was meant that to sing when you were captured by the Confederacy. It was a union song. Uh, was, tramp, tramp, tramp! The boys are marching. Cheer up, comrades! Today will come, comrade, and, and beneath the starry flag, we shall breathe the air again of the free land of our beloved home. So that's that's how it goes. So, and there was a Confederate version where they changed it. So it was like, "Hey, back, Southern back, brother,
5: the goddamn North, <laughs> right." Tramp, tramp on their heads.
4: So this movie takes another derailment, right? So somebody's been eating blueberries. So they pull out a gun to trace the, the guy who's eating. It's those damn runners are eating our fruit.
5: <laughs> He's-